Legal Thoughts, Coleman Jackson, Attorney and Counselor at Law. Welcome to Immigration Thoughts. My name is Coleman Jackson, and I am an attorney at Coleman Jackson PC, a taxation, litigation, and immigration law firm based in Dallas, Texas. Our topic for today is why foreign investors consider the EB-5 visa. Other members of Coleman Jackson PC are Ulyssa Molina, Tax Legal Assistant, Raina Munoz, Immigration Legal Assistant, Lediani Godero, Litigation Legal Assistant, and Myra Torres, Public Relations Associate. On this Legal Thoughts podcast, our law firm's Immigration Legal Assistant, Raina Munoz, will be asking the questions and I will be giving the answers as she and I will be discussing why foreign investors consider the EB-5 visa. Hi everyone, I'm Raina. I'm an immigration legal assistant at the Tax Litigation and Immigration Law Firm of Coleman Jackson PC right here in Dallas, Texas. Hi attorney, today we will be discussing the EB-5 foreign investors visa. Its history, its application process, procedure, and processing times, and its advantages to the foreign investor in coming to the U.S. to start a business and bring their families to live and work in the United States permanently. Attorney, could you give a brief history and description of the EB-5 foreign investor's visa? Good morning, Raina. Thanks for your question. EB-5 investor visa is the fifth employment-based preference visa enacted into U.S. immigration law in 1990 and is codified in 8 U.S.C. That is the Immigration and Naturalization Act of the United States. The fundamental purpose of the EB-5 investor visa program stated by Congress when it became law in the 1990s were to grow or spur economic growth within the United States. The fifth employment-based preference visa is designed to afford wealthy foreign investors the opportunity to live and raise their families in the U.S. In return, for building a new commercial for-profit enterprise or invest in an existing U.S. for-profit enterprise employing up to 10 additional full-time employees. Let me repeat, the EB-5 investor visas category is aimed at qualified wealthy foreigners seeking to obtain permanent legal residence in the United States, investing in a new for-profit commercial enterprise that will benefit the United States economy and create at least 10 full-time jobs in the United States per investor. The program is currently administered by USCIS. The at-risk capital investment required per EB-5 investor is currently $1.8 million, but the at-risk capital investment amount is reduced to $900,000 if the investment is made in a rural community or high unemployment area known as a Target Employment Area, TEA. These minimum EB-5 visa investment amounts came into force in 2019. This, in a nutshell, is the stated congressional purpose for the fifth employment-based preference visa, which is commonly known as the EB-5 Foreign Investors Visa, and anecdotally, known in some circles as the gold visa. What are the qualifications for obtaining the EB-5 visa? And have there been any significant changes to these qualifications since Congress enacted the statute? 
Yes, absolutely. There are very strident criteria that the foreign investor must meet. The immigration statute sets forth strict guidelines as to one, what constitutes an at-risk investment, two, what constitutes a commercial for-profit enterprise, three, what constitutes employment of full-time employees, four, what constitutes a capital investment to begin with, and five, what constitutes a minimum required capital investment. The Immigration Nationality Act, INA, defines all these terms in excruciating detail. And yes, there have been changes in the implementation of the statute since it became law in 1990. Attorney, that sounds a little complex. I hope you can explain some of those technical terms more fully. But for now, this is my next question. You mentioned that these changes have occurred in the law since 1990. It might be best to describe those changes first. I mean, when did these changes occur? What were the changes to the EB-5 visa? And what impact did these changes have on the EB-5 visa program? That is very good. Yes, I can talk about the changes to the EB-5 program before drilling down on some of these technical terms. On November 21st, 2019, the EB-5 program underwent its first major change since the program became law in 1990. In July 2019, the Department of Homeland Security published changes to the EB-5 investor visa program in the Federal Register. The modifications or changes were dubbed the EB-5 Modernization Regulations for the Immigrant Investor Program, or the regulations. The new regulations increased the minimum investment amount from $1.5 million to $1.8 million and to $900,000 from $500,000 in a TEA designated area. Moreover, the regulations switched the TEA designation authority or designation decision-making process from the individual states and gave it exclusively to the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS. The policy aim given for making these regulations changes to the EB-5 implementation regulations was to get back to the original congressional goal of creating American jobs and growing the United States economy in return for giving foreign investors a clear path to U.S. citizenship. Some thought the program had gotten away from its original congressional intent or goal. Attorney, can you now circle back and explain these terms that you mentioned earlier? One, what constitutes an at-risk investment? Two, what constitutes a commercial for-profit enterprise? Three, what constitutes an employment of full-time employees? Four, what constitutes a capital investment to begin with? And five, what constitutes a minimum required capital investment? What do these terms mean as they relate to the EB-5 foreign investor visa program? Okay, very well. I will briefly describe each of these terms that you have mentioned, Raina. The term commercial for-profit enterprise under the statute is understood to mean any lawful for-profit business enterprise. The business cannot be a hobby or a non-profit enterprise of any kind. The goal of the enterprise must be to make money. The legality of the business enterprise will be determined under federal law 
and not merely state or local law. For example, some types of business activities could be lawful in a state and unlawful under federal law. For example, a commercial for-profit marijuana business or enterprise, which is lawful in some states, is currently unlawful under federal law. The commercial for-profit enterprise is structured under the applicable state law where it's organized in the form of a partnership or limited liability company, corporation, joint venture, and even a sole proprietorship. Let me point out that for tax purposes, a corporation owned by a non-United States citizen cannot make a Chapter S corporation election because it's not permitted under U.S. tax law. But otherwise, the commercial enterprise may be structured under state law in whatever for-profit business structure that suits the foreign investor's requirements or goals. The term full-time employment. Full-time employment, as defined in the EB-5 visa statute, means the employment by the enterprise of U.S. workers who are U.S. citizens, green card holders, or workers who are otherwise authorized to work in the United States. The workers cannot be members of the foreign investor's family or otherwise related to the foreign investor. The workers must work at least 35 hours per week to be considered full-time employees. There are certain particulars such as temporary and seasonal workers and such transient workers that I won't go into detail right now on. Basically, what I have briefly described is how the full-time employment has been interpreted by USCIS adjudicators. I'm going to combine my answer to the terms at-risk investment and capital investment together, since they are both dealing with the foreign investor's investment and what it means to make an investment under the EB-5 visa statute. The foreign investor must make a capital investment in the minimum amount required by USCIS. USCIS has implemented rules defining a capital investment as the contribution of A, cash, B, plant property and equipment, C, inventory, D, stocks, bonds, and other securities owned by the foreign investor, E, tangible personal property, and D, at-risk debt to the foreign investor. This is what is meant by at-risk capital investment. Intangible properties such as patents, trademarks, knowledge, know-how, and such intangibles are not considered capital assets for EB-5 investment purposes. Let me turn to the last technical term that I originally mentioned, which is required minimum capital investment under the EB-5 statute. What does it mean? The new regulations that I mentioned before that were implemented in 2019 by DHS increased the minimum investment amount from $1.5 million to $1.8 million and to $900,000 from $500,000 in a TEA designated area. That means each foreign investor must make a minimum at-risk capital investment in these minimal amounts in a new enterprise within the United States which either creates or saves 10 U.S. full-time jobs to qualify for the EB-5 visa. 
the required minimum investment must be converted into United States dollars and valued at fair market value. It must meet the statutory minimum capital investment thresholds in U.S. dollars after any currency valuations and adjustments or conversions have taken place. Attorney, can the foreign investor execute a letter of intent to contribute the required minimum capital investment contingent upon approval of the EB-5 application? After all, USCIS might not approve the application. That's a good question. I mentioned before the statute requires that the foreign investor invest at-risk capital into the new enterprise. The investor must go beyond a mere expression of intent to invest the required capital. Actual commitment of the capital is required. For example, initial evidence needs to be sent to USCIS that the foreign investor has deposited the monies into a bank account exclusively controlled by the business. This could also be accomplished by putting the money in a trust account on behalf of the business. The foreign investor could also show the USCIS in his initial filings, actual commitment of capital to the new business by title transfers of assets into the business for the exclusive use of the business. The idea is that commitment of the capital to the new enterprise must be legally enforceable and either ownership and control of the business or a trustee with instructions to turn the money over to the business. The at-risk requirement simply means that the investor must be exposed to a possible loss of the committed capital. There cannot be any guarantees made by the business to return the capital investment in the event the business stumbles and fails. There could be agreements made to return the capital in the event the EB-5 application is disapproved. What if the USCIS denies the petition? Can the foreign investor insist return of the invested capital if the EB-5 petition is denied? Yes. As I mentioned that the capital could be placed in the hands of a trustee, if this approach is used, the trustee must be a bank or some form of financial institution that is unrelated to either party to the transaction. The terms and conditions of that relationship would be governed by the escrow agreement that the parties entered into. The parties to the escrow agreement could agree to return some or all of the committed capital in the event the EB-5 petition is denied by USCIS. The escrow agreements or other agreements that the investor might execute with other parties in the transaction must all be arm's length and compliant with the EB-5 statute. Let me just leave it here for now. The investor must strictly comply with the statute and be aware of how USCIS field adjudicators are instructed in the USCIS field manual when evaluating EB-5 visa applications. Well, okay, attorney, sounds like it's very technical and requires a lot of due diligence on the part of the foreign investor and all parties involved in the process. My last question is this, how does a foreign investor actually request an EB-5 visa? The foreign investor files USCIS form I-526 to request classification under the fifth employment-based preference category. Currently, the form I-526 
1-800-522-5526 is filed at the Dallas, Texas, USCIS locks box, regardless of the actual location of the new commercial enterprise. The USCIS, from time to time, changes the actual filing location depending upon its workload and other factors. Raina, thanks for these questions this morning with respect to why foreign investors might want to consider the EB-5 visa. There are many other relevant factors at play with respect to operating a business in the United States that we have not addressed here. In addition to the immigration laws discussed, there are also federal taxation and foreign assets and account laws that might be implicated as well in foreigners investing in the United States. I have written numerous blogs on the EB-5 investor visa, international taxation issues, and foreign assets and accounts over the past several years. Anyone interested in knowing more about these topics should visit our blog site. This is the end of Legal Thoughts for now. Thank you for the opportunity to inform you about foreign investors and why foreign investors should consider or could consider the EB-5 visa. We might discuss other aspects of the EB-5 foreign investors visa, its requirements and international tax issues affecting foreign investors living and working in the United States in future podcasts or blogs in the near future. If you want to see or hear more taxation, litigation, and immigration legal thoughts from Coleman Jackson PC, subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned. We are here in Dallas, Texas, and want to inform, educate, and encourage our communities on topics dealing with taxation, litigation, and immigration. Until next time, take care.